Oh, Richard, we're live. We're live. Did you believe the story? This incredible story about ghosts? There's a bunch of people, white people, who lived in this house. And a, and a butler from Korea. And a butler who, who clearly the actor speaks perfect English, but God damn it, if we're going to let him. That's what the joke was. Uh, he, he says, I'm going to do a take for you. I'll do a take for me. God damn it. It was insanity. Okay. Here's your take for you, uh, for, for the uh, director. Oh, she got talk to the girl, the dead room. Oh, no. And then the next scene is, yes, she's um, talking to the spirits of the girls who used to live there. It's the Asian guy. Yeah. They, it's like they, they took his audio and they're like, cut, cut, yeah. cut, cut. Take, He's got to sound like he can't speak the lick of English. Yeah. Come on. The actor is like, hey, we don't go up there. It's a dead part of the house. Oh, Paul, dead how house. doing? You're like, dead house. Ugh. Don't go. Okay, so let's do this. I want you to fuck me, Larry. Good enough, oh, right? Welcome to LIW Anthology Series Review Episode... What episode was this? 98. One Step Beyond, 109, The Dead Part of the House, Phoenix West, Dick Dickett. It's a lot of numbers. Hello. A lot of numbers in that sentence. Yes, hello. I'm wearing my Bulls outfit because the Bulls are in the playoffs for at least four games. Probably Is that just, where we're at right now? Probably just playoffs? four games. We're already in the playoffs for NBA? Playoffs like are NBA tomorrow for all me. All year. Yeah. God damn. And what, you're, oh, you're all of a sudden a Bulls fan? All of a sudden? Well, because last year it was the Heat. No, sun, uh, we're Sun stuff. It's always or been whatever, Bulls and whatever. Suns. I will live in Phoenix. Whatever, the Suns, whatever. Suns and Heat go one and one. I, go hand in hand. I will hand. never root for the Heat. Well, I mean, the Suns, the Sun is hot. <laughs> okay. That's where I was getting the confusion. So, if I was going to choose a team to be a fan of based on bandwagon-wise, it would not be the Bulls. They are not doing well right now. We're not going to last very long. Well, I know, that's fine. I don't care. Now, it's all Chicago teams except for football. Oh, okay. Yeah. Football, I can't do the Bears. I'm, I don't hate myself that much. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, anyway, dead part of the house. This episode is from One Step Beyond, which lasted three seasons. This episode Never is from March 17th, 1959. It's sort of a precursor to Beyond Belief Factor Fiction because the narrator is asking you to believe it or not. It's like Twilight Zone meets Beyond Belief. This is a perfect... Blend yeah, of both of our really shows. No, no. Yeah. And I wish I wish the announcer would have come back and said, That was all a bunch of bullshit. Next story. Yeah. It's a okay, you get a really generic looking white dude going, Welcome to our show. Now this next story happened. If you don't believe it, that's fine. But it ha- to the family involved, they believe it. Right, yeah. Here's our story. Cuts to a house. Our narrator walks in, sits down next to three dolls, and they're like, here's rosemary, oh, sage, and parmesan. Here, yeah. Do you believe these dolls? Watch now. And you're like, you already did this. Uh, you're, you're introducing it twice. What's going on? It's getting to the point. And then fucking a family walks in. and they Thankfully, it was quick. It wasn't like an hour-long show. It's half an hour, but it, it felt was... like it was 15 minutes, honestly. Yeah, it was very, very quick to the point that you basically set up that the dad... It has lost his wife. He's a widower with a daughter that he doesn't understand. Hates He's her. living with his old maid 
aunt, though. So I guess she was the sister-in-law. Yeah. I'm assuming she's the sister-in-law. Doesn't matter. It's not his sister. It's the sister-in-law because he's touchy. So you're getting the feeling that, oh, he's going to hook up with the sister-in-law and, and bang out another kid maybe because she's an old maid with a battered vagina. You said that, no but they good. all leave at the end together. That's what I mean. That's, I think that's what was, that's what was, what was hey, going on. regardless, they're from Charleston. You're going to fuck your sister. You're going to fuck your sister. They're going back yeah. to Denver. Yeah. Well, you take those southern charms with you uh, as far as incest yeah. goes, you know. And they had not one nary southern accent in the, in the whole episode. No. Except, as you for see, the Chi- except for the Chinese man. Right here, Jansen. This is how long ago we're supposed to do this episode. Jansen yes. was supposed to be here for it. Wow, wow, wow. So this is post-Adam when I brought on Jansen to the, the take over for Adam. That's where we are. And I wow. put it off, and it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. It was supposed to be like episode 55 or you know, 59. And here we are, episode 98. We're two episodes away from 100. What are we, do- what are we doing for the 100th episode? Ooh, we're doing a very special episode for 100th. We're it? doing inside number nine, inside number nine uh, Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, number, the best, the yeah, highest, the rate highest rated one. Right? That should be interesting. I purposely saved it for that. Because I figured, hey, we're celebrating. It's not near Christmas time at all. In fact, it's about halfway through. Not even Christmas in July. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, it's... a lot of ball ball rattling in there. We try to get cans, but, you know, with Easter being tomorrow... Well, there's a ball shortage going on. This ball's really expensive right now, so you probably sell those to the wine companies for big bucks. Ooh, maybe I'll do that. All 12 of them. They'll give you $1,000 for the 12. There's also apparently a shock top, which is my normal beer of drink. Oh. And I had to get Blue Moon. Beer of drink. Beer of drink. I this drink is it. my beer of drink. When I said it, I knew it sounded weird, but I was like, it's my beer of drink. It's, it still makes sense. It does. That's it why works. I stuck with it. Did you see that Nick Cage uh, interviews? He's been doing a lot of interviews because his movie's coming out next weekend. That that one he that was supposed to be really good. Oh. He's say, he's saying like he takes every single movie he makes seriously. The Devil of Christmas. That's what it's called. Oh, there you go. That's gonna be fun. Sorry. He takes every single movie he does seriously. So he yeah. says yeah. no movie is a joke. Like he is being serious, even though you watch those movies and there's a difference in the in the performance because it's not very good or it's not as good as the other one that was better. What he said was, and he said it many times, I never phoned yeah. it in. Right, yeah. And yeah. I completely agree with him there. I never. Yeah. He's not phoning it in, but he ain't going for the Oscar either. No, but maybe the character, you're not looking for the Oscar performance, you know? Yeah. I, I, I honestly believe him, because you look at Bruce Willis' last 40 movies, and you go, he's phoning it in. Now, well, it turns out there's a reason. His, his brain's melting. So but also, he was even if his brain wasn't melting, he was doing that before that. He was phoning it in. He was just trying to get a quick paycheck. Yeah. And I believe Nick Cage never did that. Yeah. Or at least didn't do it enough where it was a problem. Because every movie I watch with him in it, because I have all of them, and I've seen all of them, I go, he's good in it. The movie fucking sucks. Or he's bad in it, and the movie sucks, but that's fine. He wasn't, it, but it never felt like he's just there for the money. He's just, right. he's just John Travolta nowadays. Like, and, and you read the the article about Wonderland? I did not. I was hoping you would talk about it, but let's oh. save it. Okay. For is it next week? Two oh, weeks from we now. 
Are we doing Nick Cage? Bringing out the dead. Oh, okay. We might have oh. to we might have to swap out Bringing Out the Dead for the new movie, honestly. Yeah, because it'll be out by then. I'd go see that in theater. I think we're gonna have to. That makes we're gonna sense. Gonna have to. It comes out the twenty sixth, yeah. right? Twenty second. Twenty second. Oh, we do that. Well, it said twenty second, but I hope that's a national release and not like a not an independent release. Yeah, next Friday's the twenty second. So yeah, it's nationwide release. Okay, so we'll probably see. our our April thirtieth episode will get replaced. Yeah, I think that works, and that would be that would be a good time because it's it's up to date. It's it's new, so we're not wasting people's yeah. time. And it'd be the first time I've seen a Nick Cage movie in the theater since. Woo! Wow! When's the last time? Face oh, off? Is face off the no. last time I saw a Nick Cage movie in the theater? No. no. Match, match, Matchstick Men. Yeah, I was gonna say face off is like fucking thirty years ago. It's only six years before Matchstick Men, though. I think Matchstick Man was the last one. I don't think I've seen a wow. single one in the theater since then. Wow. Well, most of them do not go to theaters. This is a very true thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the dead part of the house. Paul hates his daughter. He yells at her and curses her out and rubs his face in glass after she breaks the photo of his wife who died. She thinks, she tells the aunt, I think he wishes I was dead instead of my mom. And I'll um, laugh. And then she goes upstairs and she hears like someone whispering to her. I, I give them kudos enough for not doing the obvious like, come up to us, Anna. Come up here. They don't do any of that. Could, they couldn't afford that. No, you couldn't afford to have the, the fucking. <laughs> they the, couldn't afford the, any kind of. The uh, script supervisor style. go, come up to us, Anna. Come no. up. Nothing. No, they couldn't do it. They, they, they wanted it to be too authentic. But at least they didn't do that, and it's just like, but the problem, there, it's a kudos and a problem at the same time, because the problem is you never see any of it. You never hear any of it. So therefore, it never happens as far as you watch, as far as the person watching right. is concerned. So therefore, when they're like, do you believe this? I'm like, there's nothing to believe. Yeah. The little girl heard something, and, and apparently the ghost told her to go with her dad to Denver. And how to, how to dance to Charleston. How to dance to Charleston? That was that was she was doing that. This is Charleston, Dad. How did you know? I didn't know Who's you could dance to Charleston. You've been hanging with the Negroes again, haven't you? You've been going to jazz festivals and drinking with the Negro. Oh, you old bag of bones! We must leave this place immediately. It's another Stephen King reference there. Oh, man, that's a terrible, terrible adaption. And what's it about? Bag of bones. It's terrible. Bag of bones of who? Uh, Bruce, old uh, dancing black lady, Pierce Brosnan. No. Oh, the bones themselves. They talk to him through magnets on his fridge, but it's like an old 1920s festival, and some black lady gets some black singer gets killed. Yeah, something like that. I saw that miniseries. I saw that too. It was it was so bad. It was just unwatchable. She talks to him through fridge magnet letters. Yes, I remember that. It was just terrible. uh, Yeah. Anyway, there's not a whole lot to say about this episode, really. This is gonna be a short one, and probably not much because let's look at trivia. There is no trivia. I was gonna say I don't don't think there's there's even a review for the show. Is there? Oh, apparently the host and Paul are different people. 
I didn't realize huh? that. Huh? Yeah. Didn't they look the exact same? I, I was, yeah, what? Oh my God, you were so close. Because the the Asian man who plays the housekeeper, who they forced broken English upon. Yes. I was adamant he knew English very well. Because he clearly did. He was born in, in Los Angeles. You said, you said, uh, well, you said, Fresno. Clo- you said Fresno, which is closer to San Francisco. Fresno. Yes. But also, he was born in Highland Park, which is basically LA. Of course, exactly. So, Absolutely. the man's from LA. Yes. Born in 1905. I, I figured that was going to be the, the reality <laughs> of the situation. Well, you heard him talk. He's like, He's like, yeah. When the when the wife was gone, I never thought about that anymore. You know, the kids are upstairs in the 1920s, and then and then yeah. suddenly Paul or the aunt would walk in the room. He go, oh, upstairs, we don't talk about Doctor Indy. Like he just had to break up his English, and it was like, oh. And that's when Dick's, you know, one for you, one for me started. Yeah, pretty much. It was it, so it obvious. Felt like he was. Yeah, it felt like he was kind of pissed off, and he's like, come on, guys. I fucking went to high school with you. It's like he knows the director, the writer. They all went to the same schools. They're all in the same sort of places in Hollywood. He's trying to make a living. Well, let's look. Like, let's look how racist old Hollywood was because this is just the '60s and '70s right here. I'll say. I'm just looking at his uh, IMDb. Yeah, uh, Hollywood is still racist, even though they hide behind. Yes, being but not racist. But look at his IMDb. Okay, he was in Man from Uncle playing Wu. Well, come on. We'll see. Uh, he's in a movie co- where he plays Taya, Doctor Sazami Kushu. That could be Mexican. Charlie Juan, Tupo, Charlie Yu, George Wong, Mister Ree, Doctor Liu, L I U, Nam Fang, Doctor Kwong, Police Chief Henry Nakamura, Kwan Lee, Mister Wu again, Old Chinaman. Well, that was a bit much. Mao Zedong. Hey, Mao Zedong. Awesome. Chow Li. Chow Lu. He's in a lot of stuff. Master Can. Uh, Chinese Man. I take it he's dead. Soong. He's dead. Uh, the Father. Korean Godfather. Mr. Kim. Colonel Ming. Charlie Kwan. So Kwan. Mr. Wan. Or is he Chinese? And then his last thing is Wong. But if you his go before that... James Wong, Mr. Akamono, Imakona, sorry, Akiba, Lo Wong, Easy One Sang, Zen Master, Dr. Fong, Wow Chong, the Launderer. He played a lot of doctors. <laughs> Dr. Kwai. Yeah. Okay. You know what's funny is all of these different names, a lot of them were the same series, just different episodes. Oh my God. So they had one Chinaman for yeah. the series. He was on call. Amazing. Uh, 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 dude, China General Chen, Korean not soldier, preferred nomenclature, Asian American, please. Major Pak, Wong, Ho San, Captain Shu Gat, Chang, same episode, same series, I should say, Karja, Ah Hui, Lung Chang, Sun Yao, all the same crossroads. I see you're gonna, you're gonna come across like an Anglo Saxon and really confuse everybody, Korean prisoner. Peter, <laughs> Captain Arito, Doctor Lee, Ah Sing, Tran Du Guan, which is Vietnamese, if I'm not mistaken. So he was Tran. He was in. Uh, he was in Tran. He played Ming Tron. Gao, Professor Kenoshi, Captain Kong, Boss Merchant. There's our. There's yeah, our crazy right. name, Farmer, Kato, Chinese man, 
Mr. Pow, yeah. Ping, Sabertuka. There are. I could keep going for another hour. It how keeps many, going. How many Chris do you have? He is in. I'm still he scrolling up. He worked a lot. 186 Jesus. credits. Shit. When did he die? Two, 1978. Sorry. 1978. So, from 19 his last credit is 79 because he was you know posthumous. His first credit was 1934 Holy as shit. Chinese waiter, and then uh, servant, and then Ling Wing, yeah. Oxford, Sunlow, Maine, Revolutionary Army Captain, which throws me for a fucking loop. Wow! And then his next part was Chow, Chicken Chow Maine. Um, this guy crooner, man, he's a hardworking Chinaman. He was the only guy in Hollywood. He built I the railroads so. of Hollywood. Goddamn. Pretty much. Goddamn. Japanese officer. So you played Japanese, Chinese, and Korean. And Korean. Vietnamese. Didn't matter what the fuck he was. Laotian, it didn't matter. Asian is Asian in the 1950s and 60s and 70s. Wu-Tan. Wu-Ting. Wu-Tang. English-speaking Japanese aviator. Wow. <laughs> Japanese officer murdering Takahashi. So does it say in his bio if he what ethnicity he is? I assume Korean is or he Japanese. Korean, Japanese or Chinese? What is he? Son of a Korean diplomat. So he's Korean. So Korean was our guest. He was Korean, yeah. Born in America of Korean ancestry. That's that was our guest during the actual he's show. He's Korean. He's not Japanese. Old Hollywood. He's not Chinese. He's oh, Korean. Good, good, good. This is actually good news based on how many credits he had and just what, what we just went over. Yeah. Posthumously awarded the star on the on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh. On in 1984. Oh, that's nice. Became the first Asian American actor to do so. There you go. Yeah, all right. Now, hey, kudos to him for dealing with we, all we that racism. Had, what was his real name? Uh, Philip Ahn. His name is <laughs> Philip. Philip. Hey, Phil, uh, you're going to be playing Cheek Chang Wanna Wanna Bing Bang today. You know what's sad? I'll, I'll, I'll do it with my check. Clearly the best actor in this entire episode. Pretty much, yeah. He handled dialogue. He didn't feel like he's forcing it. Paul and what the fuck her name was, Aunt Minna. She was just a shrew. She's a she shrew. Was an old maid. She was just like, I'm never going to have a man. I'm 29. I'm going to die alone. I love the I love the uh, part where the husband tried to kill himself in the garage, but he had the window rolled down and the car not on, and no hose, no hose. Left the garage door open. I got left the garage door. It's a stupid way of killing himself. Well, we can watch it. No. Oh yeah, we can put that on. Doesn't matter. It's just eminent domain. Well, I think. Let's find out. Um, I thought it was funny that he's he's sleeping in the car, right after they have an argument and how he doesn't want like live anymore. I love that it cuts from a, him talking to his daughter, where he's, she's like, "Okay, Daddy, I don't want to go to <laughs> Denver." I don't go to Denver. It's like, holy shit, we're. And it oh, it was like shrill. It was like she was loud and Krakatoa. Okay, let's. There's something you you were pointing out nonstop that I want to get to, but let's cut to this where Paul tries to kill himself clearly in the car. Here we go. Let's screen share and watch this. Oh, he's oh. dead. What else would he be doing there? 
That's not. He's obviously. I guess he's distraught emotionally. But the car's he on. Like he's trying to commit suicide <laughs> with the windows. The car's on. Yeah. Just got back home with hard day's work. You hear him turn it off in a second. I thought I heard the car. You did. I don't want company while I die, bitch. I'll turn it off. Oh, Answer you gotta blow me? Oh, please. She turns the Just car turned off. Just off. Just turned it off right now. You hear? You see the cinematographer's dick right here. <laughs> the boom. The boom mic's right there. You call that's, that what you want. That's the mirror. That's the mirror. Nah, that's, the, that's the mirror. Come on. <laughs> but he clearly was trying to kill himself right there, right? Absolutely. I think so. I want to see this. Okay, after this discussion here. Okay, right here. There it is. He just calms her down where he's been a total dick to her the entire episode, like abusing her verbally. Like, you and broke it on purpose, you bitch. Shit, shaking the shit out of her. And then after she broke the picture of the mother, yeah. and he takes the broken picture of the mother and he throws it in his face, going, I miss you. And he goes, Why am I doing this? It's oh, oh it's cutting my dick open. Oh my God, this was a mistake. So she starts off up here. He calms her down to here. It immediately cuts to this. I think it's swell if your Aunt Minna teaches you. I'm not telling stories. Okay, have it your own way. It's true, Daddy. Jennifer Rose and Mary teach me everything. See, it's calm. I won't, I won't go. I won't go to Denver. I won't, I won't. I won't ever leave them. Ever, 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 ever. And You bitch. Your mother's a bitch. He just yells at her. And then we were like, oh, she was just calm. Whole point of that scene was her calming down. Holy shit, this episode. But it moved fast. I can't can't deny that. Yeah, I can't I can't yeah, I can't be upset because this was fast and to the point and like I said, basically they they she's upset about Denver and then the the ant goes upstairs and this all happens off camera by the way. Yeah. And the, the ant comes back down saying, There's somebody in the room. There's ghosts in there, she's right. This is not right. We need to leave the house now. And then, like, and then Fong or Philip, him, this guy, this poor bastard, the poor Phillip, guy, Philip, not Jimmy Chong Chang Chang, but it, it better say uh, Philip on. Here's your star. We're so sorry. Well, I mean, whatever. He got he got work. I'm sure he was fine. Still, with him. He like, shit. he got a hundred something credits. He didn't say no to work. He got almost two hundred credits. No, he didn't say no. He got a check for every one of those credits and residuals. But still, I would imagine every single director he worked with is go, less you sounding, more you sounding. You know what I mean? Like, everyone. Phil, Phil, uh, I know you're Korean, but we need you to be a Jap in this one, okay? Just do it. I could do do that. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Phil. I I could do that. Can I not call you Phil? Can I call you Dr. Wong? Uh, no, 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 you're Fu Manchu today. If, it, if I call you Phil, that sounds like you're, uh, I don't know, human. Oh, the beginning of this episode, the narrator How goes... mongrel dog? The narrator goes, and the servant who's not of this world because he's Asian. Well, not, uh, did he say out of this world or unwor- un- unworldly? Here we go. Oh, here we go. Let's see what he said. Yeah. I've been around long enough not to disbelieve merely because they don't understand. But this didn't happen in China. It happened here. Just missed it. He, he called him China. He's, he's, he's Korean. 
Young person in refrigerator. And that song, not quite so earthbound. Not quite so earthbound. But then the song was born in Peking, in China. Not, not, uh, where people not to, have been around the, long enough not to disbelieve. Not 3.4 miles from where they shot this episode. He was born in China because he's Chinese. I'm Korean, you asshole. If he's American, how come his face is all Asian up? I mean, Here's come on. Thing. Here we go. Hey, I bet you uh, Philip was fine with that though because he was like, yeah, I play all the characters. I don't give a shit. Where's my check? You guys, uh, I heard you guys need a Chinaman on the set. I'm Korean, but yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm open on Tuesday. There is a Twilight Zone episode called A Thing About Machines where I I can play the clip here. I have to switch feeds, but let me just that do the that. With the electri- the, uh, the shavers attacking the guy? Yes, let me show that. But look at the stairs in this episode. It's right somewhere. Are you, here are it you is. saying... Hold on. The studios use... Oh, it's different. Okay, it's different enough. That cord is the longest cord in right? history. It's a 70-foot electrical cord for your... They knew, they knew how to make those shavers back in the day. But look at this stairwell. I thought it was going to be the same, but it turns out his is more straight. This is more grand. Oh, yeah, that's way... Oh, that's not nowhere near the same stairwell. No, no. Uh, but You were so wrong. I am. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. I'm sorry. It's fine. I don't care. Um, the ghosts tell the girl to go to Denver. That's what the ghosts are haunting her with. Knowledge no, of moving to Denver. No, the ghosts were were worried because their father loved them and they died. And she doesn't have the love of a father. And During the Roaring Twenties. In the Roaring Twenties. And then they kind of want her to be with her father they think he's a good man, and that's kind of the whole point of the story is the father and daughter reuniting, and that's pretty much it. I wish it's a part where I wish we actually saw that. Even if it was no ghost, just the father going, I've been terrible to you. Like something satisfying. Well, he does go into the room to get this music box, and he does have that moment where he goes, Thank you. Yeah, Thank he tells you. the ghost off screen, Yeah. Thank you. Well, he's on screen. He's just talking to the ghost because they couldn't afford because they couldn't. They didn't want, and this guy comes. This asshole comes out of nowhere. He goes, "Thank you." I'm glad you're dead. Oh, sorry. You bitches, bitches, leave. He already said thank you here. But okay, here's the actor, and then there's such a the narrator. I could not tell the difference. I know. Thank you. Oh. You're welcome. A ghost story? Yeah! The overactive imagination of a small child? Yes. A crazy child? What about Minna? She said something touched her. No. Hugged her. From behind. Affectionate ghost. Did she say hug? Or imagination? Maybe. Why did the ghost jizz in a plant next to her? Huh? Nobody I'm knows. Sure this guy, this guy, basically was a low, low rent. Uh, um, what's his name? Um, Rod Serling. No, no, the other guy that we love. That oh, we Rob Zerloin. Rob Zerloin. Lee Martin. <laughs> Lee Martin. That's it. Lee Marvin. We should never speak his name again. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't think we're ever going to go back to that show. 
Oh, we will. Knows it's, yeah. Next Ooh. week. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I guess the only thing that really matters is the difference it made in Anne's life with her father. How it happened is anybody's guess. Why? We'll leave that to your imagination. In a moment, I'll be Fuck back you, to tell me. something about next week's venture into the world of the unknown. See, I didn't like this show because it had no, not one commercial about smoking cigarettes. Nobody smoked. Nobody smoked in this show at all. I was kind of surprised, especially if the father is dealing with all the stress and the uh, uh, attempted suicide in the car with gas, with the uh, uh, with the uh, carbon monoxide. With the what have you? Take. With the what have you? Anyway, uh, we'll go there after the uh, what have you. I thought I added that clip on here, but... Good, good, good. We needed that. Right? We'll need it again for uh, uh, Beyond Belief. We talked about Jonathan Frank's shaved beard. Oh, my God. What the fuck happened there? Okay. That's the end of this episode. It, it was fine. It, was, it wasn't bad. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Because it, it, it wasn't stupid. It wasn't boring. Yeah. And it moved along. Like, it trucked along. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, we're almost done. Like, three minutes left. Yeah. So, kudos. That's a good... That's a, Especially an episode like this, where we did yeah. some 50s episodes where you're like, remember the bat? No, well, the bat was awful, and the... the, the uh, uh, um, uh, Frankenstein, uh, Boris Karloff show was so boring. Oh, the, the veil? The boat, the, the, the boat one, where, like, they saw the guy, was, that was my handwriting... What? what? I've never met you before. It's so boring. And that was like an hour. That episode. was the Veil uh, Vestige. It was the pilot episode, I believe. Blah. It was so boring. That was so boring. But the and bat, I, the bat could have been fun if they cut it down half yes. half the length. But the bat would have been a little bit better if it was cut down. And then we also had that awful Charles Bronson, oh, John Carradine, uh, two renegades. Yeah, Charles Bronson becomes a Confederate soldier at the end of the episode. You're just like, what? That wasn't even this show, was it? No, that was the... That was um, Twilight Zone. No, that was the... No, I mean... Um, two oh, that's Renegades. the anthology show. Was it? It, it was the, it was the uh, he- Oh Henry episode. The Oh Henry Oh, Theater. okay, okay. Playhouse or whatever. Oh Henry Playhouse. Yeah, it was terrible. Because Oh Henry tells the story... And he goes, I'll tell you a story about this guy. And I knew. Well, Henry is dead, uh, so someone else told the fucking story. Well, it's it's so Henry was the candy bar, I think. It wasn't even the guy. It was, uh, it wasn't even the poet. So the Vale Vestris, and then the other star that you're talking about was that was early. That's a while ago. What was the one with the bullfighter? Remember the bullfighter one? Where we, we had fun with it because it was if you thought if you watched it thinking that uh, the guy was was homosexual it was hilarious. Oh Henry Playhouse bull- two renegades that was episode thirty seven. Oh my god! What are you talking long- bullfighter? Yeah, that was what was that? It was um, Ken Weenan or Wine. What was it? Kenneth Weenan. Dow Hour of Mysteries was the bat. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, let me open. Jason- Jason Robarts was in that. Let me just open up episodes of this show because that is different than my other list. So the other one was, uh, I thought that was a Twilight Zone one. The one you're talking about, the gay one, because that was no, that was that that was not a Twilight Zone because 
That was an episode oh, we watched. It was broken a, up. Remember? Alcoa Goodyear Theater, The Afternoon yeah. Beast. But that's yes. The reason I got confused there because that doubles because that's also twas an episode because I put the feet on that too because uh, oh, one of the writers wrote that episode. Yeah, I think it was a Beaumont episode. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as bad as a couple other episodes. I still think my least favorite episode was that Chiller Number Six episode. Oh, uh, the one with uh, um, Brian Dennehy. Chiller Number Six was this. Oh man, let's. This is a fun little trip down there because my memory disappears as soon as we finish these. Uh, but let's find out what chiller number six is. Oh, this is one of the British the, the serial killer that British guy. This is the most boring thing ever. We watched I this. That. I have no memory of this. This was so boring. I we think were, it was our least favorite episode. We were miserable. Yeah, this because even the uh, the Henry Rollins one was better than this, and that one was, was bad. We had more fun. We had that was the Brian Dennehy one when the woods. Yeah, we had more fun with it. That was called like could make fun of it. Screen a quiet no, quiet, quiet please. Night, night visions, quiet please. Yeah, and this was just fucking monotonous and boring. I have the list of episodes we did, and there's way too much Lee Martin on this list. Because let me there's let me show you. There's a lot. Here's the episodes of this show, and every long one you're seeing here is Lee Martin. Yeah, <laughs> but I see that. beyond that, it gets like we're gonna yeah. go back to more of this. Yeah, I like the randomness, and yeah, I want to go from like 1950 to you know, 2020, and just ping pong back and forth. But right. I gave this one a seven. Eh, it was good. It wasn't great. I won't go so high. I'll give it a six. I don't, I don't blame you, but I gave it's it a seven fine. because a six is where I go, eh, eh. But this one, I was it's... like, eh, but also moved along. And I did. Yeah. I, I appreciate the fact it didn't show a bunch of fake, like, like terrible looking ghosts or audio, like, come play with us forever, you know, that sort of thing. They didn't do any of that. Right. They, they played it off screen. And then the narrator goes, it was it in her head? Yeah, it clearly was, but. That's it. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, next episode of this podcast will be Beyond Belief Factor Fiction 211. And we're about to do that in a few seconds here on the live stream. So until next time, and in the meantime, LAWstudios.com, I'm Phoenix West. Duck! Dig it. So long, citizens. Bye, Paul, you psychopath, who, who's the hero in the end, because he can drive to Denver, and that's the only reason he's a hero. He ain't drive to Denver. He's going to fly a plane. They got their suitcases I doubt it. to fly. They said they're going to the airport. Yeah, they say that. Whatever they're doing. And he was driving to the so airport. So he can drive to the airport. It was Phil. Phil was driving to the airport. Philip. We didn't talk about how the, how the aunt is like, these dolls get you prepared to be a housewife. Yes, that was and that's hard. it with your life. Do not think a man will. <laughs> Don't ever think you could be your own person. Oh, the dolls only come into connection because they're the three daughters who were killed back in the Roaring Twenties. Other than that, they didn't matter. Because, yeah, because Ryan Reynolds slash uh, Brolin 
killed his family doing the whole, uh, you know, Amityville horror thing there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bye.